welcome to Contest of Content. The podcast where every episode we pit a beloved TV show and a beloved movie against each other in three high stakes and utterly stupid battles to the death. Our guest judge will choose which contender reigns supreme. The winning champion will receive a dick-shaped samurai sword. A date with the golden girl of your choice, living or dead. And your very own cult. I'm Shelby Sweeterman. And I'm Nick Kaminsky. And this week's guest is a writer, comedian, and just last year put out the hilarious comedy album, Girls Don't Twerk to Jokes. It's Niles Abstin. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How you doing? Oh, hey. that was the worst I've ever done at saying a guest's name at the intro, so I apologize. Nah, y'all had me cracking up, so it's all, it's all good. That was, that was really funny. Uh, I guess yeah. you must have been on mute when you were cracking up, so. <laughs> so you didn't hear it. Um, hi, Niles. How are you? You know, I'm up. I'm I'm up. Uh, y'all got me out of bed somehow today, so that's a, hey, that's, that's, that's a win. Uh, that's a win know, right there. I read an article that um, said that you're on the cusp of superstardom. How oh yeah, I I feel like yeah. they lied. So <laughs> my bank my that's- bank account has actually gotten worse since that article came out. So. I was just gonna ask you what do cusps taste like, but I guess you might not. I have no idea. <laughs> that was my first time seeing that word, so I don't really. I don't even know what a cusp is. Why don't are they even... talking to me? Somebody, like that? somebody uh... had to explain it to me. I was about to call the dude. I was like, "Hey, what, what the hell does that mean?" <laughs> what if you did Just that? Automatically, from, like, every, you're talking shit. Every right. few words in the article, you're like, "Wait, okay." <laughs> so exactly. I, I thought it was an insult at first. So <laughs> glad, glad we got what? that one cleared up. What is? I know what a superstar is, but what is a dom? Is your next question. <laughs> I think we I think we all know what that is. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Shelby, tell us all about it. Oh, um, are you talking about Don's Plum? <laughs> the, movie? <laughs> the movie that Somebody yeah, told that... me about that movie like a couple I have a friend that's like ex- like obsessed with this movie. Are you serious? Yeah. Yes. Whoa, that's and fucked up. That's a all, weird synchronicity. All he talks about is that movie all the time. And he like he came over like a few months ago and he like kept talking about it. He's like, yeah, there's like this, it was like this whole legal battle. Toby Maguire didn't want it to come out and all this kind of stuff. His career is going to start. And I was like, wow, that's really weird. Like I've never heard of this movie. He's like, yeah, you're not supposed to. And he's like talking about it. Like it's like this crazy conspiracy theory. And I was like, it's literally just a movie. People sitting inside a restaurant. Like, why are you obsessed with this? But Is he okay? Your friend? No, no, he's not. (laughs) Well, first off, I've always known that Tobey Maguire was a part of the Illuminati. So, if anyone's going to be able to get that movie stopped, it's him and his yeah. cabal. You ever played? Um, you ever played poker with him? Uh, <laughs> no, because I don't want to be yelled at to be made to bark like a seal. It's like it's really not that bad. I beat him. I beat him a couple rounds. Uh, oh, you really? Oh, you've actually played with him? Yeah, he's not that good, actually. Oh, shit. <laughs> that movie. That movie really juiced how good he is at poker. Like he's okay. Okay. Oh my God, this is fascinating. Yeah. I mostly Amazing. just want to talk about Tobey Maguire. I've already, I've already said too much, so <laughs> I gotta stop. Uh, oh my I hope God, have you, Toby? Don't stop our podcast. Um, I'll, I'll send him the link. Okay. <laughs> Niles, Toby, have, it's have, all we have. <laughs> honestly, not far off. Niles, have you seen Don's Plum? No, I have not, and I won't. Damn. Out of, <laughs> out of respect for Toby and Leo, I'm not gonna watch it. Mm, you value yeah. your life too much. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, this That's is all. So I mean, this whole thing is coming up because uh, the first one of our battles in this episode is 
Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse. Now, <laughs> I didn't know what this was because I don't remember anything that's said on this podcast as soon as we finish <laughs> recording it. That's fair. I don't um, either. I, I can relate. No, I totally get that. <laughs> and Battle 2 is Averdepoise, which... Do you no know what th- that means by any chance, Niles? Oh, I don't. I need that explained. Yeah, so do I. Several times, over and over and over. Shelby, please explain. Um, apparently it's like it's just a system of weights based on the pound. That's oh, okay. what the internet says. But you can also use it to mean like heavy or weighty, you know, okay. opposite of light. Okay. Or yeah, so like someone who's like a jolly fat person, you could say like, oh, look at Everdepoise over there, you know? I I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not an insult, I think. It's not like negative. Yeah. It's not like look at that ever depoised piece of shit. It's just when you want to say like weightiness and sound smart and pretentious, apparently. Um Okay. okay. <laughs> uh-huh. And then battle three, of course, what we're all waiting for is sexiest holiday villain. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. You know, like when it's just Thanksgiving and you know, just like you're really hot. Uh, uncle's new girlfriend is just like ruining dinner. That's what that was my motivation for this. Mm. Just I, I had such a hard time putting these three battles together, mostly because I didn't remember that Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse was a we- real thing, and I was just <laughs> trying to look for movies that had like women he's dated in them. Right, right. So what <laughs> what did you think the Pussy Posse was? Just like the group of of twenty two year old Victoria's Secret models that he's had sex with. Oh man, could you? No, there's too the many of those to make a posse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a that's more of a, that's more of an army, you know. At that point. <laughs> and I don't think they'd like get along all that well together, no. all like hanging out in one place. Of course, tipping not. their waiters. I think in my head I was like, maybe they're. I was imagining the pussycat dolls and then I was imagining Leo's like exes. I'm like, maybe they're all in a girl group together. Oh, (laughs) they all get along and they sing. Is that fun? Is that a fun image for everyone else? I like I'm having fun. Yeah, I'm doing good. Niles, can you off the other than Tobey Maguire? Do you remember anybody else who was in the aforementioned pussy posse? (sighs) Who else was in that thing? I can't remember. Yeah, I can't really remember. Uh, I'll I'll just well, I'll wait until my argument, and then I'll I'll let y'all know because okay. Before we get to that, let's find out what these picks are. Oh right, yeah. All right, I'll make this pick for you, but it ain't gonna be easy. Bad (laughs) pick. Not like going down to the pond chasing bluegills or tommy cats. This pick will swallow you whole, shaken, tenderizing. Down you go. It's it's Jaws. Jaws. Okay, that's you know like the picks like the shark in the in this. Is that's that hilarious because I was watching this movie last night on Hulu called uh, Big Time Adolescence, and Pete Davis, <laughs> oh yeah, Pete Davis's yeah. character gets that. a tattoo of a shark on his chest. He's like, yeah, I saw Jaws the other day. It was amazing, and he just. <laughs> And he just got a shark tattooed on him. So I've been thinking about Jaws for like the last two days. So that's hilarious. That's so funny. I saw th- I saw that movie. That movie was way better than The King of Staten Island. And yep. they're like kind of the same he, movie. He plays the same character, but as a supporting yep. character in uh, Big Time Adelaide. Yes. Oh, 
Yes, and it made it way better. Um, when you were saying the your quote just now, my first thought was maybe Jaws, but then I thought, ooh, is it Anaconda? Ooh, that's a good one. It's a good one too. Really, I got real excited that you were gonna. Okay, so for my, that's a great pick. I haven't, it's I haven't seen one of Jaws my favorite in... movies, and honestly, yeah. I'm so pissed off that I'm because I just want, I would love to just talk about this movie and instead. I have to talk about these three stupid categories that I made fit <laughs> yeah. in this movie. Yeah. I know what you mean. I haven't seen Jaws in years. Had you seen it recently, Shelby? It's, like, do you watch it, it regularly? Yeah, it lives in my heart. Um, okay. I, <laughs> I love it. No, 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 I get it. Yeah, it's very close to me, you know? It's the most fuckable Richard Dreyfus has ever been. Uh, he is so <laughs> hot, Nick. He is so hot in this movie. <laughs> I somehow <laughs> knew that was going to be your take on the subject. Oh my God, he's got this dumb baby face and fucking stupid beard and he's like a shark scientist and he's rich and i'm like i have never wanted to have sex with a movie character so bad <laughs> who would you rather fuck richard dreyfus or the fish man from shape of water Jesus. oh that's tough i'm gonna say um can i have a threesome with them oh god oh no that's all yeah. i'm gonna be masturbating to you win an oscar now. so yeah <laughs> shit Oh Put me in a spit, spit roast me. Those two guys. Oh god, Holy I hate this. Um, anyway, Nick, please take take, take how away is it more from me? How is it? We've already talked about spit roasting ten minutes into recording, and I'm not the one who brought it up. I don't know. That's so weird. Well, talking about spit roasting, my pick is Roseanne. What? <laughs> pre pre or post Ambien? <laughs> Both, my dude. All right, I'm with it. <laughs> uh, no, that's not actually the spit roasting doesn't come into like, you know, till the till the dream season. No, uh, it's the uh, delightful kind of offbeat and late 1980s sitcom that asked the question, what if there was another sitcom family, but the parents were fat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, <laughs> imagine this America. You, you fatties. Um, yeah, Roseanne. I um, it was not a show that I watched a lot growing up, but it was always kind of around. I think it would come on like after The Simpsons on Fox at like nine at night, or like at you know, like at some point. Like, um, so I've seen it. Uh, it's fine. It's fine. Shelby, do you are you familiar at all with Roseanne? I mean, I've I know of it. I've never yeah. watched an episode, as far as I can uh -huh. remember. Niles, you said you've seen like three episodes in your whole life. Yeah, and I was a I was a kid both yeah. like both times, so I don't really remember. Because mm -hmm. I remember it would come on like Nick at Night too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh right, it was on Nick at Night. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have been that old. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's actually kind of funny. It's one of those shows that like you can kind of keep on in the background and chuckle like two or three times, but like. It's fine. I really have very little opinions about this show. So we're actually in the exact opposite boat, okay. Shelby. Get it? Your My pick is entirely based on how much I love it. And yours is based in just the category. All about uh, the friends that Leonardo DiCaprio would fuck models with. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Well, I think we should get into actually arguing these battles because I'm, you know, I've got all this angry energy from <laughs> misunderstanding what a pussy posse is. And <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah, I think so I think I think you're primed to go, Shelby. All 
All right, let's get into it. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse. Oh my God. Okay, first, I need to tell you a little bit about the importance of apex predators to the environment. <laughs> Sharks are extremely important to the ocean ecosystem because as apex predators, they eat all different kinds of things and keep the population stable, um, killing off like sick and injured (laughs) creatures and making sure no lower level predators get too, um, their populations don't get too big because the sharks are there keeping everything in check. Um, Mm -hmm. Sharks, yeah, big bosses of the ocean. Sharks are really important. So is it is it true that is the, is it true that they actually die if they don't move forward or is that just like a fun like distorted fact that we believe? Now Nick, I think you are overestimating my shark knowledge. Damn. Okay, I continue. Don't know a lot. Uh Niles, you got any fun shark facts? Um I have a friend that has a really cool <laughs> shark like t-shirt okay. and like <laughs> The eyes are like where her nipples would be. It's like pretty dope. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, that's, that's good. Cool. All right, that's pretty cool. Yeah. 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 That's a good shark fact. Thank you. <laughs> I want to get. I want to get one of those. That sounds yeah, it's good. Pretty dope. Um, She's like a big Shark Week advocate. So oh. okay, Shelby, you you can wear it while you're getting spit roasted by the fish man and Richard Dreyfus <laughs> from the seventies. Yeah, but where am I gonna find a shirt where the shark has like lopsided eyes? <laughs> oh my sure god! My nipples. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Nice to meet you, Niles, by the way. Yeah, what what did I get into? (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sorry for you. In 2006, Leonardo DiCaprio went swimming with sharks. He went into a little shark cage, and a great Mm. white shark got, like, into the shark cage with him. And he was, like, stuck on the bottom of the cage with a shark thrashing around on top of him trying to get a piece of tuna that got caught in the in the cage and so leonardo dicaprio already he and that shark have a little bit of respect between them right you know Uh sure cut to 2016 (laughs) where the leonardo dicaprio foundation his charitable foundation helped form or, or is a part of the shark conservation fund Mm-hmm. Leonardo DiCaprio helps preserve the shark species of the ocean. You know why? Because they're why? his friends. They're part of his <laughs> pussy posse. Leo and his sharks, they stick together, okay? Despite the fact that they got, a, and you know what? They got in a fight, just like Leonardo DiCaprio and the other guys in his pussy posse would get in fights all the time. Over different models. Just like publicly hitting each other or whatever. Just causing chaos in Hollywood. And now, (laughs) just like Tobey Maguire, this shark uh, and all others representing the shark species of the oceans are now part of Leonardo DiCaprio's crew. And he protects them. (laughs) Does this argument work? I feel like... I'm I have not picked you guys up <laughs> with this. No, I get it. He likes. I mean, he's very famously, you know, likes uh, wildlife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and you you comparing sharks to 
young men in Hollywood in their twenties is pretty uh pretty pretty interesting. I like that. That's uh that's mm-hmm. cool. Oh yeah. That makes more sense than comparing them to women that he has had sex with. Because when you first said that he was that the shark was thrashing on top of him, I was like, "Oh, I know." And Leo just laid there, probably right. <laughs> so I thought you were gonna maybe go like the Tom Cruise fucking fish sort of way, but no, this makes sense. Make, it makes sense to me. Okay, good. He, yeah, no, I'm on board. Yeah, he he's he he sticks with the sharks, um, and. <laughs> <laughs> he helps take care of them because they're in his posse. Uh, yeah, they're dangerous, just like the pussy posse. They're <laughs> relentless. They're always moving. Um, they smell blood in the water. I, Ooh, thank yeah. you. Yes, I was. I was like, what's the period <laughs> joke I can make here? But you got it. Yeah, yeah but you do that on ep- every episode. Like, let yeah, let someone else take it. Because I've got a heavy flow. <laughs> so. Part of why Leonardo DiCaprio has to defend sharks is all the negative press sharks have gotten from movies like One Jaws, released in 1975, mm. made of everyone mm. made everyone afraid to go into the water. So there is the connection. Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse on the one side, Jaws on the other side. Bring those <laughs> together. Here you go. It's my argument presented to you on a platter. I'm wow. I'm just glad you didn't pick Sharknado. So that's a win. That's a win in my book right there. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to go shark-related media, you definitely went the classier route. Yeah. Oh, thank you. If I'm nothing if not classy while I'm getting spit roasted. (laughs) I hate this. How come I always end up with these bits on this podcast? You did this one to yourself. I had nothing to do with this one. You're right. I think I might have, though. Oh, well. (laughs) Okay, Nick, take it away. That's a great argument. I get it. I mean, I still think, though, that, like, I don't know. Now I'm just thinking about Leonardo DiCaprio having sex with a shark, which. Yes. Oh, I'm thinking about it all the time. Yeah. It could be cool. Okay. So Leonardo DiCaprio's Pussy Posse. Now, I did remember a little bit that this was the group that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and his good friends in Hollywood relished being called in the late 90s. Like, they loved it. Every single one of them was, like, so proud to be in the Pussy Posse. And they were not super cool about it either. So, okay. So I did some internetting, some internet, some internet searching. And uh, the main members of the Pussy Posse over the years were Toby Maguire, who we've spoken a lot about. But um, it gets kind of funnier from here. We've got David Blaine, uh, the magician slash mind freak. We've got Lucas. Like, is there a different yeah. David Blaine? But no. No, it's the same one. No, it's the same one. David Blaine. So yeah. what, what was he doing? Like making them disappear when some weird shit went down? Like what? <laughs> he... <laughs> Like He's what was like, his what was his role in this group? I guess he would like throw down like a smoke bomb when like a model that he was done having sex with like showed up like Leo, hey Leo, and then he would be like, What's a job? Yeah, mind sounds freak. Good. And then like Leo's just like hiding behind the bar then. Just like he's his like, like he's like picking up ladies, like your mind's not the only thing I can freak. Right. And then <laughs> And then, but then, but then Leo still gets to take whatever girl he wants at the end of the night. So even if he can freak their minds, it doesn't matter. Um, Harmony Corinne is oh, the main member. I, I, I love me some Harmony Corinne. I did not know I he was too. in the group. I do too. But love like, it, it makes sense. It makes sense like, though. Now that I think about it. <laughs> he, he was kind of like the, uh, 
he was like the like the weird one, probably, you know? Okay. Like the, if they like make the, a movie like, about the pussy posse, he's gotta direct it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that actually sounds good. good. I would watch the shit out of that. Um, okay, uh J.R. Ferguson, who is not a very famous actor, he played a he played Peggy Olsen's love interest in Mad Men, so that's the only reason I included him on the list. Um, Kevin Connolly, who it's funny that he is uh, in this posse because he is Eric. He's E from Entourage. Yeah. Mm. So his whole life has just been revolving around being friends with a more talented and famous and handsome actor. Not uh, that's his life, whole life. Though. Shit. No? Yeah, he's doing better than me right now. Shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did direct Gotti with uh, John Travolta, so oh, I mean, okay. that's got to be something. Uh, Lucas Haas, who's another actor, he's the one. He was in. Uh, he's uh, in uh, Inception. He's the architect who gets fired before Elliot Page gets brought on. Um, oh, okay. But, so yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's an actor. He's tall. He's got a um but do you know who else was sometimes in the pussy posse and this is true uh sarah gilbert was the only sometimes female member of the pussy posse Hmm. sarah gilbert played darlene connor the middle child uh on the famous tv show that i am apparently talking about and that i i guess watched a couple episodes roseanne Wow. So she actually was in it and like she would and the reason why is because uh she was on Roseanne and growing up Leonardo DiCaprio was on Growing Pains. Right. So they were kind of like sitcom buddies uh because that's how the that's how the the posse I'm just gonna, yeah, I don't even want to have to keep saying the word pussy posse. But uh, that's how it got formed originally was because it was mostly people he worked with or people who ran in the same Hollywood circles. So when he was like 15 or 16, he would run into Sarah Gilbert a lot. Uh, while they were both filming. So, and like, you'd kind of think like, oh, it's kind of cool that they would have a girl in it, you know, in the Pussy Posse. Maybe they weren't like just a bunch of douchebag bros, you know, just like sexually assaulting women probably all the time. But also Sarah Gilbert is is openly a lesbian. So I kind of feel like they only had her there as like the token, like lesbian chick. So they could still be like, yeah, yeah Sarah loves to crush puss, right, Sarah? Yeah, like, I feel like it's still pretty douchey. Um, but so there you go. We had a, a female. We had a, a Roseanne star in the original Pussy Posse. And um, I'm about to blow your guys' mind because uh, guess who else had a one episode guest starring role in season three, episode 17 of Roseanne? Who is that? Toby fucking mcguire shut your mouth no he didn't what he was in he was in one episode of roseanne it was season three episode 17 it's called valentine's day and in that episode darlene has a crush on a sophomore an older boy Ooh, and she really likes him and uh guess who guess who plays that crush toby Someone named Tristan Tate. He does not have a photo on IMDb, and he has not been in very much else. But oh, no. guess who plays Tristan Tate's best friend who makes like a silly like little sex joke while eating at the restaurant where Roseanne works? Okay, that one's Tobey Maguire. So he does, oh. have, he does have two full lines of dialogue in the show in one episode, and he looks like a little Tobey Maguire. It's, it's, it's cute, you know? You're like, ah. You're the actual size of the sea biscuit guy now, so that's fun. That's um, 
But uh, but yeah, so Tobey Maguire is the most, we've already talked about it a lot. Now I need to ask you more questions about playing poker with him. But yeah, he's the most famous uh, member of the Pussy Posse other than Leonardo DiCaprio. And uh, I was going to bring up that I think Michael Sarah playing Tobey Maguire is the funniest casting in all of Hollywood. Yeah. I just think that's pretty oh. great. Okay, so I'm sorry. I'm very curious. Was he, was, you said he wasn't that good at poker, but was he a dick too or just like overblown? Like not oh, as bad. He, he's the nicest dude in the world, man. No that's shit, really? Seems like, that's why I'm like, I'm so. At least that's what they made me say after I signed the NDA. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, after they let you watch just the first five minutes of Don's Plum. Yeah, that's what you, you have to watch the first five minutes to even play in the game. All right. Oh shit. They left that out of Molly. They left that out of Molly's game. So <laughs> <laughs> I just like Toby McGuire, he seems like such a soft boy in all his roles. And then mm-hmm. to be like, oh, he was in this, you know, misogynistic group of young Hollywood men. I'm like, what a disappointment. You gotta Toby. have you gotta have a brand. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, because he he is soft boy, all one word, and it's yeah. spelled B-O-I. Like yeah. that's just kind of what he seems. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. But yeah, I like Tobey Maguire. But uh, I but yeah, it never seemed like I don't know because I just think of I just think of Spider Man Two when they're playing raindrops keep falling on my head, and I'm like, there's no yeah. way he. It's one but, of my favorite one of my favorite cinematic scenes. It's great, right? It's so good. But I guess po- poker does bring out like the worst side of you, or it can at least. Yeah, especially when I there's feel like. hundreds of thousands of dollars involved. Yeah, geez, did and you beat him, right? You took him. <laughs> I might have said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'll sign I'll sign another NDA and yeah. watch Don Plums right after we're done recording. There you go. Uh all right, well there you go. So I've got uh two members of the Pussy Posse who have been in Roseanne, which is a show that exists and that I watched some of. Uh but before we get to round two, Shelby, I wanted to do a quick what's in your gravy. Ooh. This is uh, Niles, just to catch you up. I'm just, we've already talked about it a little bit, but uh, I'm going to pose a question to the group and you all get like a couple minutes to think about it. But uh, my question in, in, so in this episode, the gravy, the titular gravy is your pussy posse. Mm-hmm. So like if, let's say you are a wildly rich and famous, talented, heartthrob of an actor in Hollywood, who would be in your pussy posse? Who would oh, be the okay. people that you would bring around and fuck shit up with and throw grapes at paparazzi at with and uh, never tip at any of the restaurants you go to with. This is all stuff <laughs> I read about the Pussy Posse today. Um, okay, I'll go first since uh, since I posed it. Um, and I'll tell you who I pick and why. <clears throat> first, first obvious pick, big fan of the podcast, uh, Scoot McNary. Scoot because- McNary. Because every every posse, every entourage needs like a weird character actor who you recognize, but you have to say, who's that guy? What's mm-hmm. he in? And uh-huh. he's weird and sweaty and would be like a good kind of like, oh, yeah, Scoot McNary. God, yeah, Nick hangs out with Scoot McNary all the time. Number two, Guy Fieri's son, because Guy <laughs> is too old. Uh, like he's not going to really want to party that much. He's probably like, probably can't drink that much anymore. But with his son, you get all the cool stories about how fucking weird his dad is, but you can still make him say all the dumb shit, like going to flavor town and like, yeah, that's got a kick to it. Like anytime he takes a shot. So that's number two. Uh, number three, Elijah Wood, because every posse needs a creepy short guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
He's the he's the Kevin Connolly of this one. Uh, number four, Cuba Gooding Jr. Because A, he seems like he needs something to do now, and B, he was in that movie with uh, Tom Cruise, Jerry Maguire, and I can ask him if there's any validity to the rumors that Tom Cruise fucks fish. Because <laughs> I am stuck on that. I've heard it from two different podcasts. Yeah, Cuba, Cuba might... Good Jr. gets lit. I don't. Can you handle that? Does he get fucked up? Dog, have you not have you not seen the video? Oh, I don't think so. Dog, he was at this like award season after party just getting crazy lit. Puts a bucket of chicken like on his head, like the bucket on his head, and like stands on top of the DJ table and just yells. I think it was like a there's like a like a little person in there. And he just uh-huh. like pointed at the little person and goes, Somebody suck that baby's dick. And I was <laughs> Yeah. Crazy. It's well, like it was just like this is the dude from Snow Dogs. Like this is crazy. <laughs> So, Daddy's daycare. What the fuck? Exactly. Maybe he was trying to establish dominance, like he did in Snow Dogs. I, I mean, maybe hey, if, if Nick, if you if you can handle that type of party, and then all I'm all for I, it. I'm just trying okay. to let you know what you're in for. I honestly, Niles, thank you because I was not fully aware of that. But if I'm gonna make it like the Pussy Posse, it's gonna have to be kind of problematic. And yeah. yelling to suck a baby's dick seems right in that wheelhouse. So I'm there's, gonna take it. I'm gonna take always, the There's always dad. one guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The He's like the far. one who yeah. goes too far. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, I'm almost done. Second to last, Tony Jaa. Just oh, because Tony Jaa, hell yeah. Tony Jaa's just fucking cool, and he's like, who's Tony Jaa? Shit. He's a famous Thai martial artist and uh, actor. <laughs> okay. He uh, known was um for such films as Ang Bak Thai Warrior and The Protector, where he saves elephants. Oh. And Fast and Furious Seven. <laughs> Okay. And he can also tell me stories about Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. That's good. Uh, that's, that's yeah, good. he's but yeah, he's he's like one of the best like current like living like actor martial artists. He's great, and he's Thai, and I like Thai food a lot. <clears throat> um, okay, and last one, <laughs> the ghost of Alex Trebek. Yeah, sure. Because here's the thing: he'll attract both smart and witchy chicks. Yeah, because and witchy chicks are hot. So. Yeah. And it's like cool to get like one older guy on there. He'll be like kind of like the voice of reason. So there we go. That's my pussy posse. Thank you very much. I love it. Wow. Thanks. That's it's pretty. Really it's it's good. not bad. It's not a bad one. Uh, Niles, do you have a a pussy posse? I do. All right. Let's hear, let's it. hear it. Well, first we got to go nepotism first. So Jaden Smith <laughs> is my number one. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh, Jayden. you love Jaden. I love Jaden. Jaden Jaden Smith number one. We about to be some icons living. We're doing that. <laughs> the next, we got to have Kaylani, Chloe, and Hallie because you always need somebody to burst out in the song. And yeah. then oh, if you got them point. three with you, a lot of girls are coming over to the table. You know what I'm saying? So That's a good point. And then it's just yeah, like Chloe, yeah. Chloe and Hallie are signed to Beyonce. All the dinner's covered by Beyonce's label. I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's what you got to do. Then next, LaMelo Ball. Because you gotta have an athlete. You got yeah. you gotta have an athlete. He's nineteen, taking over the NBA. His dad is loud. It's perfect. He's family oriented <laughs> guy. Like that's that's what you need. You know what I'm saying? You need the athlete to tower over everybody. He's like six eight. And then it's it's kind of cool having like a like someone younger who's already got that like much response. You know what I mean? Like it's got to exactly. you know, like that's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then last but not least, the the kid on Reddit who told everybody to invest in GameStop. I need that guy. On- <laughs> I need that guy on my team. 
Yes. That, that guy uh, has to be on the team. That's and that's 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 is, my pussy posse right there. I love it. That's really yeah. good. It's 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 specific, but it's all like very. It, everything makes perfect sense, you know. Mm-hmm. That's really good. I'd never have to it, pay for anything a day in my life ever again. No, you wouldn't. Great. Actually, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio never carried money with him anywhere they went, so everyone else always paid. That that's is power cool. right there. I, yeah. Yeah, but isn't so that wild? Oh yeah, no, it's fucked up. <laughs> Most power, most power is fucked up. That's why it's called power. (laughs) If I had, if I had a lot of money, I would be giving it away left and right. Well, Shelby, Shelby, you're a good person. (laughs) And that's why you don't have money. And you also don't have any money. That's why. That's why you think like that. I can't carry cash because if anyone at like the gas station or something asks me for money to like, and they'll wipe my windows or whatever, I always give them whatever I have on me. <laughs> See, <laughs> it's right. I'm like y'all, 20s, I'm giving away. Y'all might want to edit that out because because you said that publicly, Shelby, they're never going to let you be rich. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll cut that part. Uh, uh, we'll cut that. Um, but uh, I, I'm pretty sure though, like, much in the same vein of Entourage. It's like, yeah, Kevin Connolly had to front the bill when they would go to Cheesecake Factory and spend, you know, like $18,000 on shots. But then, like, Leonardo DiCaprio would, like, go and, like, you know, buy him a a, a fucking Maserati and then, yeah. like, take him on, like, a three-week vacation to, you know, the Galapagos on his private jet or whatever, you know? So mm-hmm. I think it all evened out monetarily, probably. Wow. Do you want to hear All right, about Shelby, me? how about you? I, okay. I'm dying to hear it. Okay, well, number one, gotta have a shark. So, actual, <laughs> let's get a great white in there. I'm gonna have a great white shark in my pussy posse, um, just for like the, the, the bulk, you know, and the, to like make people take me seriously. Of course, um, yeah. Second, I'm gonna have, let's see, Niles Abstin. Um, oh just wow! <laughs> wow, smart. When he's Good off from like leading his own posse, like a, you know, comes along, he's got that charm. Okay. Um, <laughs> You know, charming, good-looking young man. Everyone's going to just flock. And he's so funny. They'll just flock to him. Um, last one to round it out. Pretty small posse. Um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, Let's- oh. Me, me and RBG at the bar together? I, that might get too crazy. Uh, I don't know. Shit. That would be like two Cuba Gooding Juniors two, together. That's two Cuba Gooding Juniors. That's a party right there. I don't know. I mean, well, okay. Well, then, I mean, that's why the shark's there to mellow it out a little bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, I think the shark is the powerful. least volcanic. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm just like, you know, I'm just like chill. Right. So okay. Like, yeah. So you, I balance, you my, balance this out. That's cool. Yeah. My nice You're just the one like paying for everything. I would love to. I would honestly be honored. <laughs> that's, these are good. Wow. But I was just going to say, really what if. But what if all of our posses like met and we had to fight kind of like West Side Story style? But then, Niles, you would have to like tag in and out. Yeah, I'd have to. I'd be fighting on two different teams. That's that's yeah. hilarious. Do you want <laughs> to go up against yourself? a shark? I mean, it is on land. So I guess that is a problem. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm having Tony Ja like... fight the shark. OK. Yeah. That actually seems like it could work. All right, Nick. That was great. bottle too. What a good gravy. That was a good gravy. Ever de poise, right? Ever de poise. Ever de poise. I will never say this correctly. Nope. So weight or weighty or kind of like heavy, like some of these words fat, but in a jolly way. I don't know. 
that's what we're going to say this means. So, okay, so Roseanne, very, very famous show, very popular in the late 80s and 90s. And it's it's good. It's it's fine. It's pretty funny. It's basically kind of like, as I said before, they were like, all right, what if we had a sitcom family, but the mom and dad are fat? And then people are like, oh, oh okay, cool. Are the kids fat too? And they're like, no, 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 no. Just two of them. Jeez, we don't want to make people sick. Uh, so it's just the mom and dad that are fat. Um, and as a full-figured Jesse Pleman's bodied male myself, I appreciate that. You know, I actually kind of remember growing up and my dad didn't like Roseanne. Um, he hated it, so we never really watched it. But I kind of remember thinking like, well, oh, but mom kind of looks a little bit like Roseanne. Like, I don't mean that in a mean way. My mom's just like a bit of a heavier woman. Nothing wrong with that. She's healthy. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I was... <laughs> Niles but, uh, is thinking about adding your mom to his pussy posse. Oh, she will not be any fun. <laughs> I, oh, tried to, no. I tried to show her a scene from Jurassic Park, The Lost World once with some blood in it. And she goes, Nicholas, I don't like movies like this. So, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to join her. But uh, but hey, Roseanne, and I, I will say this was one good thing about this. Roseanne is a, is a full-bodied woman. And they liked her stand up enough where they were able to, you know, they gave her her own show and you could kind of say like, as far as TV personas go, her personality kind of fits in with her, like with like the way that sitcom kind of heavier women usually are. They're kind of like loud and maybe like kooky or a little bit larger than life with kind of like attitudes that you normally see in like the chubby friend kind of. But um, so I think that's great. They gave a heavier woman, a woman with some weight who's actually pretty funny, or at least used to be until she discovered Twitter. And like so many people, Twitter was her downfall. Um, I'll get more into that later. But uh, so, yeah, she's like a heavier, funny woman who definitely leads the show. But if I'm going to talk about Ever Depois, which I never, ever will the second this podcast, this episode is done. <laughs> and I'm going to talk about someone being like jolly, fat, or weighty in like a fun way or heavy. You know I'm talking about John fucking Goodman. Mm. Oh, oh, I love John Goodman. John Goodman is one of the, he might be the best fat man actor ever. I, I defy you to think of a fat man actor who's anywhere near as good as John Goodman other than maybe John Candy. Philip Seymour Hoffman? Ooh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's definitely a better actor. I love Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm going to get a tattoo of him, but I don't see like a <laughs> fat man. Tony Soprano. What's that guy's name? Ooh, James Gandolfini. Yeah. Yes, James Gandolfini. Yeah, okay. He's great. He, Yeah, he's a great fat man actor. Um, but he's probably not the, the first guy you think of. I feel like John no. is up there. Yeah, and like John, Tony Soprano, James Gandolfini also like got fatter and fatter. Like Tony Soprano really swallowed him up whole and he got really, really fat. Um, oh shit. So I, uh, so John Candy, another great fat man actor. Do you guys know how he died? No. He died filming a scene in a movie. He had a heart attack because he was riding a horse. Oh my God. Oh, no. Fat men are not supposed to ride horses. Yeah, I'm sure the horse would agree with you. <laughs> yeah, that fucking poor horse, fucking poor John Candy's heart. Oh. <laughs> I just realized that dying on a horse is like now like my greatest fear. Yeah. Like, Damn. I'm nowhere near as fat man as John Candy, but like just dying on a horse just sounds terrible. Horses um, are kind of scary. I mean, I'm not afraid are... of horses, but they're very large and they could kick you to death very easily. Easily. They could kill you easily. And that day... 
that horse saw John Goodman and he said, I'm going to kill that mother. Or no, John Candy. And he said, I'm going to kill that fat fuck. Dang, it was a terrible day. But uh, but John Goodman, just think of all the delightful times you've ever seen John Goodman. Just Big Lebowski, Raising Arizona, right. literally every other Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. yep. Monsters, Inc. Yep. Uh, he played the dad in Coyote Ugly. He what? was the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was uh, Piper Parabo's dad. Um, he played uh, a short stint on Community as the uh, air conditioning school president, and he had a long uh, ponytail that he had to keep because he was in the movie Flight. Um, yeah, I was I about to bring it up. He was the dude that got Denzel the coat in Flight. Yeah, yes, yes, he was. And he had like a really silly long uh, ponytail, but it was real. And the only reason I know it was real is because he had to, in his contract for Community, they had to say like he has to keep this ponytail because he's filming another movie. That's so funny. Which is, is there uh, a rule that yeah. like, you know, white guys who can get you cocaine have to have a ponytail. Is that like a I'm pretty is that sure it's not hard and fast, but it is preferred. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like you could still get if he's missing a few teeth, then he doesn't need to have coke. Um, okay. It doesn't even have if, it. Yeah, that makes if sense. If he's if he's actively arguing with his girlfriend over the phone the entire time while selling you coke, he doesn't need a go. He doesn't need a ponytail. There's like <laughs> there's there's ways to uh, offset it. Um, have you guys seen Raising Arizona anytime recently? I have not in no. a long, long time. It's it's pretty great. And just there's a scene where him and uh, a smaller guy break out of prison. And they break out of prison by like literally digging a tunnel under the ground, like almost like a, like a Shawshank Redemption style. But when they get out, they just are both screaming at the top of their lungs. <laughs> like they're right outside the prison and it's pouring rain and they're covered in mud. And he's just going, whoa! for like three minutes and like he pulls the little guy up because he's so big and heavy and weighty that he can just pull him up and it is just the best thing that's ever happened john goodman you make roseanne an entirely more tolerable show i love you i love you and everything you are the avoirdupois of my heart (laughs) that's really sweet nick thank you don't ever get on a horse john john don't ever get on a horse stay off a horse please stay off the horses that's you know, it. thank you. You're 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 welcome. <laughs> thank you. Okay, I didn't ever see. You know, you said it was like heavy, but like jolly. Um, I wasn't really seeing that in like the examples I found. Okay. But um, I but that, that doesn't really matter. I wanted to talk about like weight, un- sort of unexpected weight. Um, to begin with, of this movie, Jaws, mm. of course, came out in 1975. It was like one of the first or the first summer blockbuster films really made the summer blockbuster a thing mm-hmm. yeah. and so it's like a fun you know action movie but it also you know is about male friendships to me at least i've <laughs> yeah. said that before and people are like what are you talking about <laughs> the whole <laughs> second half of the movie is the three guys on the boat having fun um yeah they're they're forming a team yeah it's really cute um but in the first 20 minutes of this movie they kill off a lady a dog and a kid the three Whoa. like you know th- that's not the first thing you go it's like just kill some random guy to no, start yeah those are those are the three that are getting off the titanic first right but they started out killing a lady a dog and a kid that's heavy oh. that's dark mm-hmm. and then yeah. you got the kid's mom is like 
you know, wearing all black comes up to to Roy Scheider and is like, you let the beaches open even though you knew someone got attacked by a shark and she slaps him and it's so just devastating. But you're not really thinking about it because you're just like, I'm watching a fun shark movie. (laughs) It's very unexpectedly weighty. Um, Speaking of the lady who dies in the beginning, very first scene, just some sort of beach bonfire. Um, It's the 70s. No one's wearing a bra. So this lady, she takes off her, you know, 70s sweater. It's probably beige. Everything's beige in the 70s. Yeah. And and it. you see, you know, some side boob. And she's just running across the beach with these heavy breasts, just <laughs> jumping up and down. I don't know if you ever noticed this. It certainly caught in my eye because... I was like, how are you just running? Isn't it painful to just have them just bouncing like that? I don't know if you guys know this, but running with boobs is not like... (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) I unfortunately do have some knowledge of this. You need to keep them secure somehow. Otherwise, yeah. just, it hurts for them to bounce up and down like that. Um, So yes. um, Nipple bleeding. (laughs) <laughs> well not if you don't have a shirt on because then you mm. can't safe against anything mm, but just true. like the weight of the boobs boobs are heavy that's why in high school i knew multiple girls who wanted to get breast reduction because they have back problems all the time already by high school i mean yeah. some people you know they're early yeah. no that sucks so uh, heavy in the deaths heavy with breasts bouncing up and down on the beach and then <laughs> Toward the end of the movie, Quint, the the you know captain, the yeah. shark hunting captain, the weird guy, yeah, he keeps the calling the shark a porker, which uh, sounds like he like, wants to fuck it. You talking about porker, Mister Hooper? Uh-huh. And then he's like, he's like, let's get this porker, <laughs> just like cracking up, um, because of course the shark has a lot of verdupoise. It's uh, mm. a big old boy. That's a big old shark. He's a big old boy. That's very That's true. Gonna need a bigger boat because mm. the shark is so big. Such a big porker. Oh, that's why. Because he's a porker. He's a porker. Um, yeah. I love. Can I just say I the. You keep saying like heavy breasts, and to me, heavy breasts sounds like the way that like a gay man who's trying to sound straight would describe like a girl's tits. Look at those heavy. Breasts. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they use it in writing a lot, where it's like, "Oh, she was a heavy-breasted woman," so they're not saying like, "Oh, she's got big tits." She's got big old titties. She got. You got to sound more titties. literary, you know. Mm, yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, no, and also that's they're a lot literally heavy. They are heavy. I know. Just from boobs. Whole... Boobs. Yeah. Mm. So are sharks. When they're on your body, a hundred percent of the time. They're heavy. Go find go find a nice person with large breasts. <laughs> See if they'll they'll let you I don't know. I know I know lots of people, so what do I yeah. need to do? <laughs> yeah, just, just be like, may I please carry your like let me may I please just lift him up a carry little bit breath. and check the weight there. Alright, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this and I'm gonna report back. Okay, all right. Let me know how it goes. If anything bad happens, you can blame it on Shelby too. Okay. Yeah. Say. Say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Shelby. Shelby told me to do it. Um. So take it up with her. Perfect. I'm gonna get so canceled. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, it's fine. I don't. I don't have any. <laughs> I'm not famous enough. Um. Okay. 
Yeah, no one will care. That's that's uh, the argument for Battle 2. Well, I really like that this French-sounding word that neither of us had ever heard before somehow brought us to John Goodman screaming and heavy tits yep. at the same time. That's pretty great. That's what we this podcast it. is all about, just bringing together, making connections and bringing yeah. things together. Great. Battle 3! Oh, look at where we are already. Battle three. We're just zipping by. Um, <laughs> so it's always sexy when there's a little bit of danger, isn't it? Always. always. <laughs> oh, yeah. Danger is undeniably sexy. It's unfortunate, but it is. A danger like, uh, say, a giant 25-foot great white shark? Um, mm. Hello. Oh, shit. This, that's a really good pick. Sexy Come to mama. That is it is the holiday. This, this movie is like one of the quintessential July 4th holiday movies. Sure. Um, some shit. people debate whether you would call July 4th a holiday. It's technically a holiday. People still call it, it that. So I'm going to... Um, we get it. we get work off for it, so it's we get work off calendar wise. In the in the movie, the two dumb fishermen who end up like almost getting eaten by the shark because they try they like tie a rope to like a dock and and put some bait out, and the shark like rips the dock apart. Um, mm-hmm. They're talking about how they gotta catch it. The one guy's like, "Oh, I gotta catch this. It's, it's gonna be my wife's holiday roast or whatever for July Fourth." So the shark. Very sexy holiday villain. It's relentless, you know? It just keeps coming at you. <laughs> if he stops fucking you, he'll die. He'll die. He's got to keep fucking or he'll die. Um, and did you know, I'm pretty sure great white sharks have two penises. Anyway. Wait, really? Uh, those lucky yeah, bastards. Those lucky bastards. <laughs> Wait, for real? Yeah. Um, Where are I they in relation totally to each wrong. other? No, let's just, no, I'm, it's true. Keep going. Okay, yeah. Why do sharks have two penises? Let's see. <laughs> um, I don't I don't have time to read it right now, but they do have like two, two penises and apparently have very rough sex. So, ooh, wow. very sexy shark. The other thing is like, okay, the shark, you know, it's just a creature. To me, kind of the real villain of Jaws is the mayor of the town. Yes. Because, Absolutely. Yeah. He knows stuff is fucked up. He knows people shouldn't go in the water. And he's like, no, we got to do it anyway because of money. Um, he's evil. And he also has that sick blazer with the little anchors on it. I love that thing. I would rock that blazer. Oh, I God. I actually so remember what you're talking about. That was bad. cool. Because it's awesome which does that style does make him a little sexy and nick you know what else he has full head of hair full head of hair full head of hair uh, he's a what song is man that? with a full head of hair yeah <laughs> that's a little ditty i wrote uh <laughs> oh that was you yeah play it that's again so play cool. it again wow that's okay, okay. Can you play it one more time? Yeah, hold on. Let me see if I can get it closer to the mic this time. Yeah. Full head of hair. Full head of hair. Uh, he's an older man with a full head of hair. Yeah. 
As you know, an older man with a full head of hair is very attractive to me. Do I find the Marin Jaws attractive? No. Even though he does have a full head of hair, a cool blazer, and he's dangerous. But really, totally overshadowed in that movie by that sexy, sexy shark. Um, Along with, you know, three men on a boat being friends and bonding. God, that turns me on! (laughs) That's, honestly, this is a very good argument. And that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard you record. I just wanted to make you laugh, Nick. That was pretty great. Yeah, the shark. The shark is pretty sexy. I mean, I think the shark is sexy, right? Like oh, yeah. that's like it's that's always danger. Open its mouth real wide. It's like, ooh, yeah, let me crawl in there. <laughs> it's like always like crawl, like sneaking up on like women, like when they're wet at the time. I guess I don't know. Sex. Yeah, there you go. There you go. It makes sense. We'll go with it. Anyway, that's my argument. Sexiest holiday villain. You got Jaws. Niles, how sexy do you find the movie Jaws? It's like on just like a one to ten. Uh, got a, probably too many white people for me to call it sexy, but uh, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> it's literally it's I was watching interesting. it. There's literally, it's one hundred percent white people with with speaking roles. There are some like background. There's one cop who's a black guy, and there's like a couple black guys on the beach. And damn, you watch this movie a lot. I have noticed that shit. (laughs) You know, it's always on my mind where I'm like, I'm like, can I, I can't just watch one of my favorite movies and not think about how it's a part of the systemic racism in Hollywood. Mm, That's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Good. You should feel bad about it, Shelby. Well, (laughs) (laughs) she didn't make the movie. No, I'm completely (laughs) kidding. But no, Shelby, but I completely know what you mean. Yeah. I totally understand. Uh, And I do. I have seen this movie a lot. To the point, I saw it in theaters one year for like a July Fourth oh, cool. thing, and the the last part of it where they're on the boat and it's all like it made me seasick. Like I got started to get a little nause- nauseated um, wow. because of the big screen and like the all the water. Oh, I see. Interesting. I gotta watch that's, it again. I haven't seen it in years. I'm like, that's probably what I will do after we finish recording this HBO podcast. Max. Oh, nice. So and nice. it's sexy. So yeah something else to do uh okay sexiest holiday villain uh hmm okay so america i feel like america and popular movies like this was a weird uh category it took me a while to kind of think about it but like there we do have a long tradition of sexy holiday villains you know like think uh alan rickman from die hard i was like uh, like, what a shame i can't pick die hard yeah (laughs) because i've already picked die hard or think of um Alan Rickman as Snape in the first <laughs> Harry Potter movie when they're sneaking around during Christmas break. Or think about that chick who Alan Rickman buys a necklace for in Love Actually who isn't his wife. <laughs> or think about Mitch McConnell on the 4th of July. Like there's oh. just, there's been a lot of them. There's been a lot oh. of sexy holiday villains. Um, and uh, so we can't, it is impossible now to talk about Roseanne without talking about uh, a little oopsie daisy that uh, Roseanne did in 2018. I guess you could call it a little whoopsies. <laughs> yeah. um, on Twitter, which always brings out the worst in everybody. Where so it was at the it was towards the end of May in 2018. She texted something super awful and racist. I don't remember the exact words of it. It doesn't matter. Not important. It was about somebody in like Obama's administration, and she just made like some terrible, awful joke. 
and uh she was like immediately just like just right away canceled like Mm -hmm. and like cancel culture is kind of like whatever you know what i mean but like it like sometimes it's like okay cool this actually like worked out great like fuck you 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 dummy like she and it's so dumb because she was like famous again like everyone loved like because the reboot had just come out yeah um of of the roseanne and people were like enjoying it and then she just had to like i don't know she just like fired off a bunch of dumb dumb tweets filled with cancel juice and then she was just gone immediately um and do you know when she sent this out this tweet i did some research and this is true she sent the 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 racist tweet that got her fired on may 28th 2018 Ooh, memorial that day mm-hmm. the most important holiday <laughs> like could you just imagine like you're a veteran and you just came home from the war which war who knows there's a lot still going on just pick one and he found out that there's a new roseanne like how fucking great is that You've been out of America for two years and now automatically there's more Roseanne. Fuck yeah, that's great news. But then she just she just goes and ruins everything by she by by reminding us all that, you know, America's favorite holiday is actually just commemorating America's imperialist murdering of countless Middle Eastern lives for oil. Mm. Like she ruins my favorite holiday. (laughs) And I know what you guys are thinking. Sexy, right? We yeah. got to be thinking like sexy. Obviously, she's a villain. She's an idiot racist. Uh, it's a holiday, the most important holiday. Um, but just in case you guys didn't know, uh, People Magazine's uh, sister publication that's just online called uh, People, but it's spelled P-E-E-P-L-E dot gov. <laughs> they released their favorite sitcom star, like their sexiest uh, sitcom stars ever. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it goes from like their list is Roseanne Barr, number one, mm-hmm. number two, Sally Fields, mm-hmm. number three, Zendaya, number mm-hmm. four, Scarlett Johansson, number five, Mitch McConnell. <laughs> some people think Roseanne Barr is sexy. I mean, she's been married like five times, you know, like some people out there are into that. I'm sure a lot of conservative people are into her. I were, you know, the, I mean, I guess there's something sexy about someone who's, dumb <laughs> there's something kind of sexy that? about someone who's so willing to throw away their entire career by being a horrible piece of shit here's the thing you're already famous you already have a show you don't need to be on twitter yeah <laughs> why know. why famous people tweet i will never understand i don't no. know if i get to the level like of fame of like a roseanne i won't even have a phone like yeah. dude, are you serious <laughs> i don't want anybody no, contacting be- me ever Exactly. You're gonna be like Leo, like everyone else is gonna pay your bills for you and stuff. Exactly. Like, that makes sense. <laughs> and these no. and, like old older people. Yeah, she could have just kept her mouth shut until she died. And it would have been she never would have been canceled. No one had and to you guys, know the stupid thoughts in her head. And you guys know how they canceled her on the show, right? They killed her. Yeah. <laughs> they killed Roseanne Connor. And you know what? It wasn't just like an accident or a disease. She got addicted to fucking painkillers and then they killed her off yeah she got addicted to uh 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 what's the what's the really fun one fentanyl no not that much fun uh oxycontin oxycontin yeah then that's how they killed her so that's how big a villain she is she ruined the best holiday ever (laughs) by being just a sexy bitch a terrible person Hmm. so i didn't have to stretch for this argument at all 
It all makes sense. Perfect. Well, I think, uh, Niles, do you have any lingering questions before we go to our break? No, no, I'm upset with anything. No, I'm good. This has been really funny. (laughs) Okay, great. Well, we're going to go on to our break and then we'll talk to all of you again on the other side. Oh, are you upset because we made Mind Freak? Mind Freak. Jokes about David Blaine, even though Mind Freak Freak. is obviously Chris Angel, the other magician we knew about in the early 2000s? Yes. What if I told you you were wrong? Does that freak your mind? Mind Freak. Maybe they're both mind freak. Mind freak. Maybe mind freak is just a state of mind. Mind freak. Maybe the real mind freak was the friends we made along the way. Mind freak. How's your mind feeling now? Is it feeling freaked? Mind freak. Let's give them one more good one for the road. Mind freak. And we're back. We did it. We made it through. Hello. <laughs> uh, well, here we are on the other side, like we said we would be. And now we're going to hear what Niles has to say about our battles. Tell us who has won, Niles. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to go backwards. So okay, round three, I'm going to have to give to Shelby. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. The, the shark is. I just don't think Roseanne made a good enough holiday villain. The Memorial Day, that was kind of a stretch. I don't even think that counts as a holiday, bro. Memorial Memorial Day is one of those holidays you like wake up and like, oh, oh yeah, I guess we'll cook barbecue, sure, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's but, true. Sometimes my birthday is on Memorial Day. Oh, really? Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, then, then there, I, I meant Shelby's birthday. birthday is the holiday. Yeah, that, that, now that's a holiday right there. <laughs> no, nah, but uh, too late. That so, makes sense. So I'll, I'll give round three to Shelby. Um, round two, I'm going to go with Nick. I think I think okay. he had the best. I think uh, he had the best argument there. Thank you. Yeah. Ever deplaz. Yeah. Boys. I mean, you had you had the most chubby people. You had the most chubby representation. <laughs> I if I am only here to do one thing in my life, it is to make sure that there is chubby representation in our stand up, in our TV shows, in our yeah. movies, on our bus stops. Eddie Eddie Murphy did it first by playing a whole family of them, and now now yeah. you got it. <laughs> oh, great! I just have to follow him doing it. Cool. Right. Not not too big a choose to feel. No, um, and there's like 40 of them. Right. And then, so it comes down to round one. This one, round one, I thought was the toughest one to pick a winner because I think yeah. those two were the two best arguments. Oh, um, yeah. But I'm going to have to go Nick with round one. Because oh, he just, you. the way he tied it into the, I didn't know there was a girl in the Pussy Posse and then she nope, was on Roseanne yeah. and then brought it into Toby Maguire being on Roseanne as a guest star with two Once. lines. That was brilliant. I, I got I to give it to him. But Shelby, your argument was Thank great. You, was great too. But. Thank you. You know what? Nick deserved it. Um, and I'm no, I'm, I'm just I'm honored to have argued against such a a good um, argument. <laughs> I uh I won't lie. When I did see that Tobey Maguire was in one episode of Roseanne, I was like, oh shit, I'm taking pussy posse. <laughs> That's hilarious. That that was lucky. That was just sheer luck on my part. 
nothing. Awesome. Thank you, Niles. God damn. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. And I watched like four episodes of this show. (laughs) You poor poor soul. (laughs) I I did. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Nick. Oh, no. I realized the only episode I'd seen of Roseanne before, like in its entirety, is I watched the first episode of The Connors just because I wanted to see how they talked about how they killed Roseanne. Oh, wow. Okay. That's <laughs> very curious. So I watched that and then I started again at the beginning. So Hilarious. Great. All right. Thanks. I'm shaking. What is my punishment? <laughs> so your punishment is a, is a callback of some sorts. Um, nice. You have to watch Dom's Plum back to back. And then give a review of it on Letterboxd. Okay. <laughs> yes. You gotta watch it. Oh you have God. to watch it twice. You gotta watch it once, and you gotta watch okay. it a second time to really get the essence of it. And then you gotta give a little, oh my God, little detailed review on letter. And you have to put it on Letterboxd so that way we know you did it. Okay. Okay. I will do that. I'll make a make a Letterbox account. <laughs> this is actually okay. Boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's ex- no, this is a really great. good punishment. Um, it's perfect because it's like I'm gonna do it, and it's gonna feel bad, but it's also gonna be kind of fun. So I think oh, it's gonna be great. Punishment. You are uh, crashing that pussy posse. <laughs> I feel bad for Toby. It's gonna change my whole view of him. It will. I honestly, I I know it's not my punishment, but I might. I think I might try to watch that movie too. Now, at least one of the times, <laughs> maybe not twice, maybe not the twice, but uh, I'm gonna oh, do it so like, during. Funny. I'm gonna do it while I'm like on the clock for work. Don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> at least I get paid for it. <laughs> uh, which is more than they did. Bam! Okay. Nailed it. Okay, Niles. I that is have fantastic. This- I have this box full of battles here. I'm going to reach my hand in and you just let me know when you want me to pull one out. I would have you do this yourself, but obviously we can't meet in person. Right. Um, But yeah, yeah, just let me know when to reach, pull out. You can stop. Okay. Battle one for next week will be titillating. Ooh. Ooh. titillating from cat crow oh okay, nice and that also else. has the word tit but, yeah we love it i love a heavy tit <laughs> pull it okay um <clears throat> unrealistic couple oh that's a good ah, one that's very good that's yeah good any one. judd apatow movie George Lopez's okay. sitcom, any of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, freaking John Favreau and Chef. Oh, that's my pick. There we go. That's like my that's dream. Like, that's, that's like my dream he, to do like a show that, or a movie with some woman. They're yeah. like, there's no way that dude could have got her. I'm like, he in that movie, in that movie, he fucks Ava Longoria and Scarlett Johansson. What yeah. a pudgy fuck. Yeah. What an Averdepois fuck. I love it. I love John Favreau. Oh, it's good. It's pretty good. Oh, I like John Favreau too. It's just, it's so blatant, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, last one. Let's see. There it goes. Pull it. Okay. Your <clears throat> last one. Animals doing human things. From uh, TV that's a good one. <laughs> Animals doing human things. And the unrealistic couple, I, I didn't read who wrote that. I believe it was Tommy Wakefield. It just says Tom. Ah, I love Tommy um, Wakefield so much. Yeah, he's great. He's I so love Tommy him Wakefield too. is a delight. He's so I feel like, I like he's like I feel yeah. like he's like my nephew or something. I just, 
I like watching him skateboard on Instagram. Yeah, actually, that made me feel weird about thinking he was my nephew because it's hot when people are skateboarders. Oh, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, that's, that's weird. all I'm going to do, Tommy. I keep like, <laughs> messaging, messaging him like, you have to stop this. Gross. Um, oh, you're gross. Yeah. I love it. Those but are great. Those are good ones. Yeah. Titillating, unrealistic couple and animals doing human things. Uh, Niles, Niles, thank you so much Niles, for. Thank you so much. No, thank you guys for thinking of me. This is really fun. This episode thank actually so comes out on February 15th, which I believe is your birthday. Uh, it's actually the day before my birthday. Oh. oh. Well, your okay, birthday. good. I'm that's, so that glad is, that I that know that the, now. The, yeah, that's the day uh, I, I recorded the album, though. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. Now I know to change the clown stripper I have coming to your house. Thank you. I appreciate that. It's because of your podcast and because I know you love strippers with way too much face makeup on. I do. I love them. Uh, Is there anything anything you would like to promote, like our listeners to check out? Uh, Just uh, watch my comedy special or listen to the album, please. Listen to it. It's fucking hilarious. It is. Very good. And girls don't twerk the jokes. Check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Which they, uh, don't. They, they don't. They don't. Um, you know what? Here's a challenge. Listen to Niles' album and then send him a it. video of you twerking to it. Yeah. Do it. Uh, honestly, got, I'm going to do it right after this. I've gotten I've gotten some videos sent to me. It's usually really funny. So I, I'm. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Oh, yeah. that's so nice. I'm, I'm open. I'm always open to it. Great. Well, I well, Shelby. Now I know what I'm doing for the, with the rest of my day. <laughs> <laughs> just 45 minutes of just individual twerking videos. Oh, that's you terrifying. cannot. I swear twerk. I won't do that to you. Listen, Nick. I know what your thigh strength is like just from having seen you like limp around, and you cannot. You would not I've, be able to twerk for very. I've long. had the surgery, Shelby. Don't you talk <laughs> about my DGS, which is diminished gluteal syndrome. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay well this has All been right. great what a delightful episode niles thank you so much of course thank and you so much man this has been great no doubt everyone uh keep arguing with your friends about who would you rather fuck roseanne Barr or a shark the answer is pretty clear uh bye bye Thanks for listening. Do check out Niles' comedy, and while you're at it, follow him on Twitter at Niles100 so he can get famous enough to not even have to have a phone anymore. Our theme music is by Richard Rosenthal, and our podcast art is by David Blaine. What? That can't be right. I gotta go look into this. I think maybe someone's playing a prank on us. Why does this keep Thank you.